This is Pixelated Audio, and you're listening to Plus Alpha. Welcome back to Pixelated Audio, a podcast focusing on game audio, its history, and the people behind it. We're your hosts. I'm Gene, and this is Brian. Howdy ho. We've got a really fun soundtrack to dive in today from a shooter released in 1989 called Plus Alpha, developed and published by Jalico. Yeah, it is an overhead shooter similar to Twin B. In fact, it's got a very similar cut-em-up style aesthetic. Uh, other games like Raiden, 1942 and 43. It's a vertical shooter. It's a, you know, it's a simple enough game. It was released uh, originally in 1989, but it was recently re-released in 2020 on Nintendo Switch under the Arcade Archives uh, published by Hamster, which has done a lot of great work in re-releasing a lot of really, I wouldn't say obscure necessarily, but lesser known games. It's a really cool arcade uh, compilation series. Yeah, I think it's like eight bucks for this game too, which seems a little high but also like it's they it's do a, a really good job game. with the emulation yeah though, i gotta be honest they do a really so, good yeah. job yeah so that track that brought us in that bombastic fanfare was triumphal return overture which is the title theme of plus alpha composed by Takasa tawada we talked about Takasa tawada once or twice on the show but he hasn't made too many regular appearances i'm glad we've got an episode for his music though exactly <laughs> and uh you know i i still um get facebook posts and stuff from you know things he's working on and stuff so i, I see his name kind of more common than i guess we talk about him <laughs> so uh the game it's uh yeah like gene said it's kind of a cute up I, it's more anime style like shooter than than something like Raiden. You know, like it's <laughs> it's it's a lot more cute and fun. And uh, but don't let its looks be deceiving. It's actually a really challenging game. The uh, official uh, quote here from Nintendo is to rescue the seven kingdoms from tyranny. The warrior girls, Celia and Rumi, set out on their fighter ships. Each of the three types of fighter ships has their own unique attacks, so you can switch between them as you battle in style with an exclamation point. That's the game. Yeah, you know, I don't know that it did many firsts, because we were just talking about this right before. I think Twin B was 1985, and there were plenty of other shooters that had you know, switchable ships or ships to the different properties. But this is fairly early for a game to combine those things. So I think that's kind of cool. The graphics uh, are are just really well done. It plays well. There's sound effects. There's um, voice uh, samples in there when you switch to uh, the different um, girls. And uh, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty incredible for for the time. And we have another track here. This is called Wind Dancer from Stage One Wind Country.
All right, that was Wind Dancer, Stage 1, Wind Country, from Plus Alpha, composed by Tsukasa Tawada. You know what this reminds me of? A, Sonic. A little bit, but actually I was going to say more Fantasy Star 2. It has okay. that okay. It has that Uwabo sound. It's it's a little bit city pop. It's a little I, bit, you know. I'm getting a really like slowed down Sonic. The yeah, Hedgehog. yeah, I can see it. I mean, Sonic it, came out in 91 and cheat code, man. The the city pop was such a cheat code for <laughs> for writing BGM in the 80s. <laughs> nice. Uh Tsukasa Tawada. So yeah, we haven't talked about his career too much on the show. Uh, he's credited in this game as J.S. Tawada. He's a huge classical music geek. He really is. Like a lot of his um, pseudonyms are like J.S. or just Bach in general. And uh, he he really kind of fancies the classical uh, piano and classical music style. He's a composer that's worked on a ton of game audio for Jalico and Hot. Uh, many of which were pretty low-key, so he wasn't really that well-known in the early years of his career. Uh, much later, he got more notice from the mainstream crowd with some of the Pokemon game soundtracks, like Pokemon Coliseum, Gale of Darkness, and Battle Revolution. And I'm not 100% sure on this, but several Japanese resources say that he helped found Nintendo's second-party Genius Sonority uh, group in 2002 and was serving as their director in 2007, uh, until 2007. So beyond just game audio, he's had huge influence on the game industry, and he's done some pretty incredible soundtracks. Reminder, we always like to give special thanks to people that have made it this far, but I mean, he started in the late 80s, and he is still working on games today. In 2023, he's got credits. So it is a, you know, it is a tough industry to stay in. So, uh, you know, like, Round of applause on your side. I'm not going to clap into the microphone, but really. <laughs> He's done so much stuff. I mean, a, a few here um, for the NES, Druid, Maniac Mansion, Wampum, Moon Crystal, Arcade, you know, this game, uh, Rodland, Earth Defense Force, um, did Fortified Zone for the Game Boy, Dungeon Master and Ihatovo Monogatari, and Mech Warrior, Dragon Warrior 3, uh, sound design on that. And like Gene said, he's still active in game audio as a freelancer. Since 2021, he's done uh, Harvest Moon, One World, and currently working on the soundtrack for Harvest Moon, The Windows of Anthos. So I haven't played any of the recent Harvest Moon games, but... No, Brian, this is not the time to get into it, but now it is a shell of its former self. If you want Harvest Moon, you want the story of Seasons games. There was a whole licensing thing. Basically, the... Oh, that's right. I remember this now. Search that that on your own time, listeners. But yes. Oh my God. There was a huge thing around this too. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I mean, music's music. So even if the games aren't as good or as the story of Seasons games, I'm sure that he's he's got some great work on the newer games. But sure, the soundtracks are great. So I I wanted to go back and mention one thing that you didn't uh, go over. I looked at his credits and he worked on the KO Flying Squadron games, which were... Mm-hmm. I, I'll just simplify it by saying I remember they got a lot of buzz in the early days of game importing, like when you know when people were still swapping anime VHS tapes at their <laughs> local anime clubs. Ko Flying Squadron was one of those games that just like, I have it for Saturn. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he worked on the first two games. I don't know if there were more, but you know, it's one of those like, oh hey, I know that game. Uh, he he, yeah. he he's done many many more. Oh, uh, for sure. I, yeah. I tried to make this list as simple as possible <laughs> i just that one stuck out to me because it's one of those games that like i think people would probably point out as oh i recognize that game from some of his earlier credits 
And only um, people listening to this podcast. <laughs> well, we'll see. Maybe somebody in the comments on our YouTube. But anyway, let's yeah, move uh, along. True. <laughs> yeah, we got another track here. This is Into Blue, Stage Two C Colony. So let's take a listen, and we'll be right back. was Into Blue, Stage 2, Sea Colony, composed by Tsukasa Tawada for Plus Alpha. Immediately getting some Kirby's Dreamland vibes from yeah, that one. Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. Especially that first part. I really like that little turnaround towards the very end. It's a little bit like almost a completely different character from the rest of the track right before it loops. You know, every song in the soundtrack is so much fun because it's so different. So let's take a listen to the next track here. This is Bird Island from Stage 3, Flower Town. track bird island for stage three flower town from the game plus alpha what and a if bop. that if that was <laughs> not the cutest song you've ever i you know i looked over and i see a big smile on your face when that started oh yeah you said the previous track was sonic or whatever this one is sonic right? yeah, I, I know this spring is... yard zone or whatever <laughs> yeah. i yeah this one completely slipped me by i you know i I've known about Tsukasa Tawada for a while, but, you know, I'm a busy guy. I haven't gone back and listened to his entire, you know, gameography, but this one's really good for such an early soundtrack. It is so good. And, you know, I was going through, uh, I think I was browsing through VGM during the day. Sometimes I'll just hit random and uh, this came up and I'm like, oh, I know the soundtrack. So I listened through it and I was like, oh man, you know what? This is really good. The whole soundtrack is so unique. Each track, uh, there's the cutesiness vibe. There's the more menacing stuff. We should totally talk about it. It's only ten minutes long, so this will be a short episode. Uh, the sound hardware, so obviously popular in the arcade in the eighties. We got the YM twenty one fifty one, the OPM eight channel FM with four operators on each channel. 
And then this is combined with uh, two, actually, of the Oki chits. Um, one, I believe, is primarily used for uh, sound effects and, you know, like voices and stuff like that. So we don't really hear that used during the, uh, the soundtrack. Uh, but one of them is used entirely for the percussion. Mm-hmm. And so because the um, the Oki, the M626, 6295, M6295, yeah, um, also known as the MSM6295, yeah, I was right, is a four-channel 80PCM sound chip. So again, you're going to be hearing it with the percussion, make it sound a lot more lifelike, and you'll notice that going forward. This is a sample of just that last track, Percussion. You can really tell. I mean, this, the the percussion on that, well, the whole soundtrack, but in this track, just sounds really, you know, just rich. I mean, in those days, you pretty much had to pay for an expensive extra sound chip to get samples those that good. <laughs> but yeah, yeah and, it, it works. And really, the YM twenty one fifty one by itself is an incredible chip. You know, it was revolutionary and had really great capabilities. But something with the, you know, combination, whenever you mix it up with something else, it just turns into that much more special, you know, by itself, it's a powerful chip. But when you you add in four channels of 80 PCM, you really have a lot to play with. So anyways, that said, ready to jump into our next track here? I think so. What have we got coming up next? So this is called Sun Colors from Stage 4 Snow Country. That was stage four from Plus Alpha, Sun Colors, and this plays during Snow Country, composed by Tsukasa Tawada. June Ishikawa is hastily writing down notes. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm hearing a lot of Kirby in this one too, but honestly, like, I'm really impressed by this is his second soundtrack. Yeah, you know, like I, th- I believe it's first on the arcade too. Yeah, yeah. I was I, actually Brian was looking at me. He's like, is, "Is everything all right?" I was trying hastily to see if I could listen to his first soundtrack really quickly to see if I could hear any tunes, because like, if you're already this good by the second one, like, what are you doing? So I, his first <laughs> yeah, game was a game called Druid on the yeah, NES, yeah, yeah. which I'd never heard of. But um, honestly, that part at forty seconds or so, man, the stereo panning just sounds so good and kind of a waste on the arcades, honestly. It's so good, right? (laughs) We got another track here. This is called Last Heart. 
It's from Stage 5 Sand City. Last Heart, Stage 5, Sand City, composed by Tsukasa Tawada. This one's got a few of the more, I'll call them cheesy FM patches compared to some of the other tracks. I was going to say it's very craftworky, but like, <laughs> I don't know, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's got some cheesiness too, but it's a fun track. Yeah, I meant more the patches. The composition's pretty straightforward, but, you know, some of the horn sounds are a little bit like, yeah, that's an FM synth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk too much about the game. It's it's pretty simplistic. We already mentioned the lead characters are two girls, Celia and Rumi, and they pilot three different ships that you can fire different weapons um, across, you know, a few different levels. There's um, power-ups and stuff to make your weapons kind of change, and uh, it also changes the effects of your bombs. Uh, the graphics themselves are just incredible. 1989, they look really good, very bright, colorful, very anime style. Um, there's some really cool digital voice samples that I mentioned earlier that you hear kind of as you play. Um, and, you know, the game is just well designed. There's one thing, though, that drives me crazy, and it's super hard. Not, not so much in the beginning, but it's one-shot death. And so... It's it's a challenge to to get through. I mean, if you play arcade archives and you got save states, then yeah, maybe you're you're fine. But uh, try to play it on you know Mame or something without save states, and you'll hate yourself. I thought you were going to say because there's no uh, unnecessary organic HR Giger level in this one. Well, for once. I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, for once, for once, Jalico, yeah. <laughs> they diverge uh, you know, a little I, bit. I, I think I said this once before on the show, but I love Jalico because they're sort of like really high quality knockoffs. Like, oh yeah, their games oh, yeah. are often just like maybe a level or two down below, you know, your um, Natsume or you know whatever. Like, they're still <laughs> solid games, but there's a little bit like I feel like I've seen this or played this before. And like, because you definitely have, because I'm sure everybody <laughs> in their department's like, "What game are you playing in the arcade right now?" All right, just do that one next. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it does look really cool. Like from what I've seen of it, it's a short game. It's a can beat it in about twenty to thirty minutes. It's a pretty standard, I guess, shmup for the era. But on the you know on the whole, it seems like a a fun time. I mean, I'm not, I'm never all that great at shmups, but I would definitely give this one a try. Oh yeah, it's it is really fun. It is a good game. Uh, worth going back to too. I mean, the one shot kill thing, you know, yeah, pretty standard. Unfortunately, how, yeah, yeah, that's just how they are. Anyways, we have another track here. This is from Stage Seven, Eden, and the track's called Neo Baroque.
All right, that was Neo Baroque Stage Seven, Eden, composed by Tsukasa Tawada. It's like a 15 second loop, but it's pretty cool. Hey man, it worked for Daft Punk. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, it is a very fitting title, right? Neo Baroque. It, it's very I mean, that's much what, it is. what they're going for. You know, it's it's a cool little track. I I feel like it was really hard for composers to do classical back in these days. So they kind of just like did it halfway. Like they didn't write out, you know, like you can't really do a full classical composition in a video game style. You know, it's got to be a little bit more of like a dance tune. Yeah. It's got to work for the arcade. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Our next track here is called, well, it's just the boss stage. So let's take a listen. That was the boss stage track composed by Tsukasa Tawada. And we kind of go into this little Castlevania realm, and this jumps right right in there. <laughs> and then it just jumps to the triumphant and all those silly timpani hits. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. It's a cool track. It's, it's a fun cool boss track. tune. Yeah. We have another track here. This is the unused track, Harmonica for Peace. Let's take a listen. was the unused track called harmonica for peace is this a golf game did we it just sure sounds like genre <laughs> sure sounds like it and then you know he's like oh, i got all these patches that i made for this game we never used i'm just gonna throw them into one track <laughs> try it all out it's one of the longer tracks too i mean not like longer like really but some of the longer level themes are about a minute long and this is too so it's kind of like it's uh I'm wondering where it would have ended up, actually. It probably, I, I feel like it got squeezed out because uh, level six, which we didn't play, is, is kind of a short tune and it's more like dramatic. And it doesn't really make sense as one of the last two stages. It's like, well, I already wrote all the like breezy, easy music in the first three or four stages. Gotta, oh well, it'll just be in the ROM chip somewhere. <laughs> Somebody will find it one day. In this lengthy installment of Pixelated Audio, we covered Plus Alpha from the Mega System 1 arcade machine composed by Tsukasa Tsuwada. If you want to know more about the show, you can check us out online at pixelatedaudio.com for the show notes and the track list. We're also on Discord, so join our server there and join the fun. Yeah, we have new people joining us all the time, and 
talking about their favorites. And, you know, I've really been enjoying the series we've been doing lately of just like getting some short shows out there and not trying to put too much pressure on it. They've been a lot of fun. I've been hearing some soundtracks that I've never, you know, listened to or really gone through. So this has been a lot of fun. exactly the point, right? Yeah. Like we, we tend to focus on something that we know will fill the time um, and also just requires a lot more granularity and stuff. So these really short under, you know, five, 10 minute long soundtracks are perfect for this, uh, for us to just to kind of explore and listen to some tunes together. So a lot of fun. Absolutely. If you like the show, we'd appreciate you checking out uh, our Patreon. Really appreciate anything you want to throw our way. It always goes to, you know, server costs and goes right back into the show. So um, check that out if you want to uh, help support us. Otherwise, just listen to our past shows. We have a bunch of stuff that we've done recently. Um, some of these shorter episodes, if you like the format. We did Solstice. Um, what did we do before that? What did forgot. we do before that? I'm already forgetting, actually. Uh, <laughs> I put it out so fast. I know. We, we Are you ran looking it up? So quickly. Really? Yes, I am we, looking we it up. Both forget? We both <laughs> We did Bomb Jack, of course. Oh, Bomb Jack. That's Alberto right. Jose Gonzalez. How could I yes. forget? Yeah. We've been on a bit of a European composer kick lately, although... Uh, this breaks the cycle. Yeah, so. that breaks the cycle. We're back to Japan. Well, we'll come <laughs> back. Don't worry. Commodore 64, Amiga, ZX Spectrum folks will... We'll do you uh, justice. Get you your due, yeah. <laughs> and actually, speaking of the Patreon, uh, we are uh, on our way to Game Sound Con. By the time this episode goes live, we will have already been there. So uh, we are going to be talking to some really cool folks down in Southern California. And um, we're hoping to get some cool shows out of it, meet some really awesome people, say hello to our uh, you know, president of video games, Brian Schmidt, our one of our favorite podcast guests and uh, lots of other cool people there. We're going to hopefully see Mason Lieberman and a lot of these uh, newer game composers. I don't know. It's just, uh, I'm, I'm not It'll really sure. At, yeah. At the time of this recording, I'm not really sure how it's going to turn out, but I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be a lot well, of fun. We probably shouldn't be recording a show when we're supposed to wake up in a few hours to get our flight. Whoops. But, you know, oh well. <laughs> we got one last track taken out the show here. This is the ending theme. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you back shortly for the next episode.